live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, broadcasting from National Headquarters of the Salvation Army in Alexandria, Virginia. I hope you're doing well today. Thanks for taking a few moments to listen in to our podcast. And today we have the pleasure to have joining us on the podcast is our assistant to the editorial director, Michelle Caceres. Happy New Year, Michelle. Happy New Year. Behind the scenes, Michelle does a lot of work, uh, kind of is a little bit of our, our, our quarterback really kind of shuffles the, uh, the air table board and kind of keeps everybody in the right, uh, perspective in the right frame of mind where we're working on all of these different, uh, features. But one of her main things that she does is that she has been since, I think since I took over as edit editor in chief, you've been designing our millennial page. How has that process been going for you? Um, good. It's, it's a lot of work, you know, even if it's just two pages, because we have to schedule the interview, um, book it, which can be very hard depending on who it is that we're interviewing. Sometimes schedules just don't line up, especially around the holidays. That was really difficult. But, um, after we get the interview, we get it transcribed and then we use the interview three different ways. So I don't think people realize that sometimes. I think they think, oh, we just record it and then that's it. But it's actually, we use it for print online and in the podcast. And then our design team designs it for print. Elizabeth puts it up online. Um, the editorial team edits it. Elizabeth edits the podcast. So it's a lot. Um, and then we have to promote it, obviously, too. And that's a, I work a lot with Elizabeth to get that promoted on social media and also on our actual interviews on their social media as well. That's a lot of work. And, and you work, you work, obviously work well ahead of time and you have at times you have an open door to some of the places, but some of the, sometimes you get probably more no's than yeses when you're seeking out some folks. Yes. I get a lot more no's than I do yeses, which is fine. Um, scheduling, you know, has a big thing to do with that. And also just, you know, a niche. Sometimes people have certain niches that don't line up with ours and that's that's fine too, you know. So, but we always like to kind of keep that line of communication open um, just in case anything changes in the future. Well, today we're featuring uh, our millennial in the January, January 2021 issue of The War Cry. Tell us a little bit about who you're featuring here. Yeah, so I connected with uh, Miss Gina Holiday back in May, I want to say, of 2020 when um, the pandemic first hit. We kind of pushed back our May interview because we wanted to see how other millennials were handling this pandemic because none of us have lived through something like this before. So it was very interesting to just see like some people were really struggling, some people were also thriving. So it just kind of was interesting to see the different balances of how people were handling it, what they were doing to get through it, um, you know, who they were, who their emotional support system was. And I had reached out to a bunch of Christian influencers via Instagram, which we had never done before. I always find their email or their manager's contact. But this time we were on such short, you know, notice that I just said, I'm going to message them directly. 
And so I connected with Gina. And so you can see her in the May issue as well, where she talks about a little bit about her art background and how this time has kind of given her a, a nice break at, at that time in, in May when every at quarantine first hit. Um, and it gave her a nice break to kind of focus on family uh, aside from work for a change. And I just found her story really interesting because she said this line that I just knew this would be a great interview. When she was eight months pregnant, she left her corporate job to pursue art full time. Who does that? Like That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> so I just knew that I wanted to reconnect with her and give her her own full two pages because her story is just so fascinating and it it's really inspiring too. Well, I, I had a question though, as I'm looking at the layout and for our listeners, if you go to the warcry.org, you can open up right now and you can see the article and it's on page 28 and 29. Is this a piece of her original artwork? Yes. So she does a lot of illustrations. She started a lot with, um, like graphic design work and she was working for like a marketing company and now she's really kind of dabbled in all sorts of art which is really crazy because that just shows how talented she is i can barely draw a stick figure so i'm always i always admire people who have that artistic ability um so she does a little bit of everything paint graphics you know hand draw drawings and she's been featured in essence magazine um she's publishing a book actually that book might be out by now if I'm, if I'm correct, it might be out by now or coming out this year. Um, I believe she says it in the interview. So you'll hear in a second. <laughs> well, we, we thank you for uh, bringing, bringing her back up uh, to us. And uh, this is a, a really, really nice article. And so let's hear Michelle's interview with Gina Holiday. Okay. So go ahead and just tell us a bit about yourself. Um, I am Gina Holiday. I am an artist and an illustrator. Um, I am from Minnesota or I'm married to my husband and we have two kids here and, um, I'm an encourager. I love to, um, just encourage people with words and art. And that's a little bit about me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I kind of read on your website that you were actually, was it marketing? You were in the marketing field? Yeah. So I actually started out in marketing. I went to college for marketing. Um, and it was mostly because in when I was in like middle school, I was told by like one of my art teachers that like going after art as a career wasn't really enough. Uh, profitable decision. And so I actually went to school for marketing because it was the most creative side of business. And um, I left my full-time job in marketing working. I was working um, in social media marketing and digital marketing. And I left that to pursue um, full-time illustration freelance business. So it, that will happen. Man, how old is my son? I always base it off his age four years ago, because it was right around the time I was pregnant with my second child. And so um, four years ago, I did that. And it's been a good decision. Um, but it was definitely a really huge jump to, to, to go from that. But yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing, um, when I was just pitching your story to my bosses, I was like on her website, it said that she was eight months pregnant. Yeah. You were like 
eight months pregnant when you just quit your job and went to art full time. And I was like, who does that? <laughs> exactly. Like- <laughs> everybody, everybody was like, you're crazy. And yeah. my husband, it was like, I, I did some convincing. I don't know how I did that, <laughs> but I did some convincing and he allowed me to do that. I just like always think back to that because it was, it was definitely a right now. Like, why would you do that right now? You know, like, gotta wait a little bit longer. Um, but it was a good decision. I knew that I was going to be on maternity leave for a while. So I actually kind of used it as, well, let's see if things kind of grow in the maternity leave, you know, time period. And if, and if so, I'll keep on with it. And if not, I'll go back to work. And that's kind of how I did it. But, um, it was definitely (laughs) a crazy time to, to make that decision. Yeah. And then what was it um, exactly? Because art is so, you know, it's, it's kind of broad. It's everything from graphic design to painting to illustrations. What area were you trying to really focus on at that time? At that time, um, I was doing a lot of like portrait type of work, um, mostly illustrations. Um, I worked with a lot of like mommy bloggers and like doing pictures of their kids and families Um, and I really like, I did a lot of children's illustrations at that time when I first started out because my kids really inspired me to start doing it. And so, um, that was kind of how I started. And, but I, after a while of doing that, I kind of got burnt out in that area. And so, um, I've, I've explored a lot of different areas of art and illustration. I've done graphic design. I've done Um, like the children's illustrations I've done, editorial work. So, and right now I love to do children's illustrations, like book, book projects, but I also love to do, um, I love to work with like small businesses and like women owned businesses and brands and help create illustrations and graphics that help bring their, their brands to life. That's the, that's the stuff I love to do. And so, uh, it took a while to get there, but when I first started out, it was definitely mostly like portraits. Yeah. That's awesome though, that you have that talent. Cause sometimes people only have one skill set, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's awesome that you have that talent to kind of have a diverse portfolio. Um, it's, it's very rare. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, like I attribute it to, like, I would say that, um, in some ways, I'm nat- naturally gifted in, in it, but I, I think also um, I have just kind of grew up with like a DIY mentality. I'm a middle child of seven kids, so I have a huge family. I have four sisters, two brothers. All of us kind of liked making things with our hands and building things, and each of my siblings is like do, has a career or you know is working create creatively like in their jobs. And so um, I was just never afraid to try stuff. And I think that always helped me to continue to grow my skill set because I, I'm just the type of person that it's like, I might as well try it out and see. Right. You know, and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But then I don't live with the what if, you know, and so right. that has always kind of helped me. Yeah, definitely. That's a great mindset to have, too, especially in this industry. Um, and you kind of talked about this already, but was art always a part of your life or was there something maybe when you were younger that you really gravitated towards more? Um, art, I always doodled. Like I always, I would fill notebooks with like pictures that I drew, but I didn't 
really think too much of it. I just thought that was like how I processed things or how I thought. I didn't think it would be like a career at all. Like it was never something I thought I would be doing, but it's always been there. I've always liked to create and make things and just even for myself or just for my friends or just for my family. Um, And so it's always kind of been there. I did not go to school for uh, art. Um, like I said, I went to school for marketing, so um, I don't have like a, an art degree, but I have been, you know, loving creating things since I was a kid. And so um, it's been fun to, as an adult, kind of d- jump back into learning something like that and, and um, sharing that work. And so um, I would say it's always been a part of my life for sure. Yeah. And with that, um, what are some of your biggest accomplishments? Ooh, um, I would say uh, just owning a successful freelance business has been like a huge accomplishment for me. When I first started out, I I wasn't sure that I would make it past the five year mark. And and last year I did that. So that was that was a big accomplishment for me. I started a project when I first started out where I featured women and mothers that I had um, been friends with online. And I, I illustrated images of them and shared them out on social media as just a way to like honor moms and honor and, and use and honor the illustration gift of, that I have. And it was picked up by Essence. And that um, was something that was a really big accomplishment for me in that first year of just being recognized by a major publication. Um, Yeah. And then this past year, I actually just um, signed a book deal with HarperCollins for my first author illustrated um, book project. Yeah. Um, and that comes out in about two years. So we're working on that now, but that's another like really big, um, accomplishment that I'm super just excited and proud and all the, all the feelings for. So, um, yeah, yeah. you're going to go to like Barnes and Noble and you're going to be like, yes, I, I, <laughs> I know it's crazy. That's so exciting. You know, the, the title of the book yet? Yeah, it is. It's going to be spoonful of faith. It'll be the name of my brand. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Yeah, I'm super Well, congratulations excited. on that. I can't Thank wait till you. it comes out then. Yay, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could go back um, and give any give advice to your younger self, what would that advice be? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, man, there's a lot of things I would tell my younger self. <laughs> Probably a lot of, um, I would say, like, don't rush the process because I think um, – I have learned over the years that sometimes I'm always looking towards the future and like what's to come. And I don't um, really bask in the present moment and, you know, take it all in and enjoy where I'm at. Um, So I would tell my younger self that I would also tell my younger self, like, like if going back to that year where I left my full-time job and started working on illustration, there's a lot of things I would tell myself then. (laughs) And I would say um, to find somebody that's further along than you and, um, you know, just cultivate a relationship with them so they can help mentor you in the, in those um, types of things and mentor you in whatever area you need help in. And then, I don't know, I think the, the last thing I would 
maybe tell my younger self is just that, like, I I guess I would tell myself that there's going to be a lot of great things that are ahead of you. And so like, just keep going, you can do it. And I think that's something that I often tell um, other people, um, because it's something that I needed to hear, you know, in my journey. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And just with that, I mean, you kind of already started answering it. But what would advice to other people who are in a similar situation as you were who just need to take that leap and take a chance on themselves? What would that advice look like if you're to give them some? Yeah, I would I would tell them to keep going and to trust the process, Um, because a lot of times, like I said, we want to get we just want to get there and we don't really want to go through the process. But really the process of getting there is what builds our character and like really helps us to be able to maintain, um, what we have when we get there. So, um, you know, for example, like going through, um, or waiting a long time for something that you really, really want, it sucks while you're waiting, you know, but like when you finally get there, you have grown like your muscle of patience and being able to kind of endure and go through a time without what you want for what you want. And so um, there's just a lot that you gain in the process that sometimes we overlook um, that I would tell others, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to take that leap, you're going to take a chance on yourself understand that it is a journey. It is a process and, and trust that if you lean into that, like you'll get to where you need to go. Yeah, definitely. That, wow. That was really good advice. <laughs> Not like you were giving me advice just now. <laughs> um, and on your website, I saw something and I wasn't a thousand percent sure. So can you explain what the do it as worship is? Sure. Um, so I just launched a membership um, group where I send out like a weekly encouragement email um, and video, and it includes um, just some advice and tips and uh, things that I've learned over the years um, when it comes to um, growing your creativity, um, building an a business or a creative business, um, and then just utilizing the gifts that God has given us. And so, um, do it as worship is the name of that membership. And it's really focused around, um, honoring God with the gifts that he's given us and using them as a form of worship, um, to honor him with what, what he's already placed inside of us. So, um, that's a little bit about the membership. Um, I launched a like a beta version of it with a group of women, and so far, so good. <laughs> um, it is an eight month kind of program. It's kind of do it at do it at your own pace. Um, every month, there's a Q and A mentorship call, and so it's a good resource for anyone that's looking to just grow creatively, find community of people that are in the same place and that want to honor, um, God with their gifts and with their creativity. Um, so that's a little bit about it. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Um, being very open about your faith online can obviously bring some positivity or negativity. Um, when you do get those negative comments, just about being open about your faith and stuff like that, how do you handle it? And what advice would you give to other people who are scared to be 
open about their beliefs online? Your, honestly, your confidence in, in what you share online is going to go back to, to how strong your belief system is. Um, so because I strongly believe something, like it doesn't matter that someone disagrees with me or doesn't like that I said it. Um, because I still believe what I believe about it, but, but I'm also very open-minded to others and other perspectives. And I think that as long as you are, um, confident in what you believe and also open to what others can kind of provide as far as perspective to you, um, then you'll be okay because it's not about arguing or disagreeing with people. Sometimes we see things a little bit differently and it's mostly probably because of either the way that we were raised, the social economic systems that we live in or have dealt with. Um, and, and so we just have different viewpoints on maybe very similar topics. And so, um, I think that, you know, staying open will help you more because you won't, it won't be a personal attack, I guess. <laughs> um, but I've, I've got, I actually get a lot of positive comments. And I think that's because um, although I do share my faith online, I also share um, things that I believe are very universal to all um, people, you know, just to people in general. And so I really try to be very inclusive about how I speak um, certain truth and less life-giving things to people because I really want everybody to receive it no matter um, what you believe. And so um, that's kind of the approach that I have taken. That's good. Yeah. I, I like how you said too that, yes, like you do post faith inspired things, but it's more universal and just kind of overall really you're just putting positivity out there, you know, at the end of the day, like you're really just sharing, be a good person. Um, and that's what the Salvation Army is all about. You know, it's about meeting human needs um, without discrimination and doing the most good. So I feel like your message correlates perfectly with us. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> Um, okay. So, I mean, you're basically a triple threat. You've got, (laughs) you got a book coming out, an artist, a mom, you know, like those are not easy jobs. (laughs) Um, How, how do you balance all of that? Oh, it's taken years to learn how to balance it. (laughs) The first two years of like running my business were I was overworking myself, undervaluing my work. I was doing a lot for nothing. Um, and it taught me a lot. It taught me how to value and price my my work, um, so that I had, could take on less projects and still get paid good money. Um, but also, um, it taught me the value of like being present and being um, able to be there for my family and my kids. And so. Now, what that means is that I prioritize my family and I communicate really well with them about what I have going on. So that way, um, the lines of communication are open. They know what's what's going on when I'm going into a busy season or when I am, um, you know, have more time for things. And then I also like to plan out um, time with people that matter. So that way I know that I'm hitting all the different areas of my um just my family and like the people that I care about. Um, But then also with my business, um, I have multiple streams of income. And so um, I just, 
man, I that calendar app and the notes app, and I'm constantly um, you know, double checking and making sure that I have things in my calendar because it does get busy sometimes. But I've learned in the past year that it's more important for me to actually have more margin than it is for me to be busy because sometimes we can get like, you know, we like, we get addicted to being busy and having lots going on. Um, and so what I've learned is that I have to make time for nothing. And when I do that, everything else kind of falls into place a lot better. Um, I'm able to be more centered. I'm able to be more clear and I'm able to manage things a lot better. Um, but when I have too much on my calendar or too much on my plate, I can't manage it all. And so I've learned having more time to do nothing, um, which could be like one day out of the week where I'm like, today I'm not working and it's it's a weekday, you know, and I, should, I feel like I should be, but I'm not. I'm going to take the day and actually spend time with my family or just rest. Um, that is more productive than it is for me to fill it with more things and burn myself out. So um, that's those are some of my tips that I have learned over the years. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then do you just have any last comments for our, our listeners? Um, I would just say that, you know, I don't know what you're, you know, going after or hoping to go after, but honestly, just keep going. Um, and whatever it is, it might seem hard. And I think I would also say that like right now, um, I'm not sure when they'll listen to this, but you know, everything that's going on in the world with the coronavirus, with all these things, it's, it can be hard to be creative. It can be hard. You might feel like a mental block and it's okay to rest. It's okay to rest. It's okay to not be busy and filled with all these different things that you want to do um, in this time. And, and that's, that's totally fine. Just trust the process because you'll, the creative process is up and down and sometimes it's flowing and sometimes it's, it's halted and just trust that, you know, it won't always be in this, you won't always be in the same place and keep going. That was Michelle Caceres with Gina Holiday. Michelle, what, what do you think are some of the lessons that people, uh, people can learn from, from uh, Gina? I think the biggest thing would be, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but to follow your dreams. I, I Again, I'm just never going to get over the thought that she was about to give birth and she pursued art. Like people don't even like take those those degrees in college anymore because people are told, oh, you're not going to make any money from an art degree. But I think given the new digital world, that that's just completely not true. And she trusted not only her gut, but she trusted her you know, her ability as an artist and she really went for it and it paid off in the long run. And I just think no matter what field you're in, whether it's art, business, uh, math, science, you have to go for it if you really want to get somewhere in life. So I think that was, you know, her message really shows that. Well, we thank you for finding her and reaching out to her and spending a little time uh, interviewing her and writing a great article about her in the January 2021 issue. So thanks for that. To read Michelle's full interview with Gina, check out thewarcry.org. That's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow The War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.